0: Welcome to Shine Waves. Spirituality
1: without the fluff. Simple questions, answered simply. Hello and welcome to another episode of Shine Waves podcast, Spirituality Without the Fluff. So this is the first in about a three or four part series. That I'm going to do with, in this case, Bob the Buddha. Hello. And I'm going to be interviewing Bob. uh I have no idea what's the story now. <laughs> so people understand who he is, and you Uh-oh. get to know who, what the staff is, who they are, what they think, and how they work. And we're going to do this for the entire staff. At the minute, we have four staff. Yeah. Uh, five, if you include the owner, and if mm-hmm. we can get her in here, we'll do that too. But cool. It gives you a feel of who we are as individuals, what our mindsets are, where our passions lie, and the other aspect of this it means that we can really get deep mm. and depending on where any of these questions go, this could be a very generic sounding interview or this could go wherever and I hope it goes wherever <laughs> knowing it's going to
0: go. Without. It's going to go all over. The- okay. Here's my question though before you begin. If you're going to interview me because I have no idea what you're about to ask me, can I do the same to you?
1: Absolutely. All right then. you got to know me too. I'm oh, crazy. That's true. <laughs> that's simple. I'm crazy. So... First of all... Oh, boy. Here we go. Are we going to call you by your proper name or your handle? Oh. Oh. Come on, now. You can call me Rob, if you'd okay. like. So, <laughs> Rob. Yes. Rob is a Shane Weaver's manager. Oh. Yes. He is also an energy therapist, mm-hmm. an RMT, a social worker. Correct. He's also an adventurer. Yes. An outdoorsman. Mm-hmm. And... Basically, we want to get to know you better. Okay. So I've got a list of questions. Oh boy. Let's hear it. And these are deep and they're intrusive. I really have
0: no idea what you're about to ask me. I know.
1: This is why I threw this on you. Because we were actually it's talking about sweat. two minutes ago. What are we going to do for this next podcast? And I went, oh yes, I remember. i done this yesterday. Um, just to put him on the spot. Because he loves mm-hmm. to put me in the spot all the time. So I thought, true. I'll do the same. So... Let's start, okay? Okay. There's, they're, they're base. They're whimsical. There's some off the wall. There's some sort of personal, if you prefer not to answer. Can I say pass? I will <laughs> kick you in the head and you'll <laughs> be told to answer it anyway. So, okay. Rob. Yes. I'm not calling you Rob. I don't care. You're Bob the Buddha. Uh-huh. Right, Bob the Buddha. What do people under- or misunderstand about you the most? What is the most un- or misunderstood aspect of who you are? Hmm... Oh, good question. I like that question. <laughs> it is, right. It's I deep. think
0: one thing that people really get upset with me about is I do have a tendency to become a little bit reserved at times. I can close up. I don't really want to talk at times. And that's just me kind of taking some time to recharge and just process everything. Because I deal with a lot of mental health from different people. You know, there's a lot of different uh, aspects of my life that deal with service. And it can be Pretty overwhelming at times. Yeah, I'd agree with that. And some people don't realize that, you know, when you do the, that type of work, it, it has an impact on you and you need time to recharge yourself and just process everything. And then, you know, there's the client's aspect and then there's your own stuff in life that you have to deal with. So
1: Yeah, I can understand that because even, yeah. even working in the store, you know, the store might have a, a really quiet day, mm-hmm. you know, not many people through the door. But the two, maybe three, four, five, six people that do come in, they drain you. Oh yeah. They they're overwhelming, and the beauty of it is, as like you said, is having that moment to sit back and go, no, this is me time.
0: Yeah. And disconnect. I gotta tell you excuse my language, but it upsets a lot of people when they don't hear from me right away. Or yeah, because like it's an, an expectation.
1: It. Yeah. Then and they it, automatically go, oh, well, you're my therapist, you're my mentor, absolutely. you're my social worker. Why aren't you there 24-7? Correct. People, we have a life. We, we need time. We, We're we, human, you know? Yeah, we have we a life. we got stuff to deal with too. I, times, I set a know? boundary about th- maybe three, four years ago mm. that it doesn't matter if I get one message or 40 messages. Mm-hmm. After 10 p.m. at night, Mm-hmm. Which is about the time that you're on your wind down and you're getting ready Absolutely. for rest. Or In my case, you know, I go out and I chill. or take a walk or maybe read a book. Mm-hmm. Or, or just, as you say, recharge. But after 10 o'clock, I don't care if you message me or not. Yeah. Unless I want to respond, I ain't. Yeah. Or unless I get that urge, okay, this is actually a lot more urgent mm-hmm. energetically I'm picking up and mm-hmm. I'll deal with it. Yeah. But 10 o'clock's my cut off. Leave me alone.
0: I think that's healthy. I think yeah. that's a good practice to have.
1: Okay, what's your favorite childhood memory? <laughs> oh no! Straight in here, man. This is awesome. <laughs> These people got to get to know who they're Holy talking. Holy mac! You're, you're literally, it? you're literally influencing. Oh man! Our listeners' lives with your knowledge and your depth, and they want to know you. Hmm. They want to know who you are behind Bob the Buddha persona. Yeah. So, what's your favorite childhood memory?
0: Wow, that's a big one, man. Who's no, not? Um. Okay, so What's the first, thing, the first thing that popped into my head, I haven't done it in, oh my gosh, probably when I was a kid. But one thing that we, I used to do is I used to go out with uh, my dad, stepmom, and some of my sisters at the time. and some, step, some of my steps and stepbrother, stepsister, all that. We used to go up to a place called Huntsville. Yeah, I know Huntsville. You know Huntsville? Okay, Beautiful so place. We, we rented out a, a cabin there, and there was another family that we knew there, and what they used to do is they would attach tubes to the the back of the boats and we'd go tubing Oh right! and i used to love tubing because it's exhilarating you know like yeah. you're you're it's trying to hang on for dear life and you're getting thrown around and like the driver was this crazy used to do this thing called monsters where he'd circle constant circles in the in the lake so that the waves were just absolutely insane and it's kind of mean but
1: <laughs> try to try and flip you off my
0: right? dad well yeah but my dad went on my dad at the time was not a small guy <laughs> okay. so this driver decided to just just completely gun it on this on the uh on the lake there and he created these massive waves and my dad's like out in the distance like hanging out for dear life and all of a sudden you see him hit this wave you just see this big blob in the air just <laughs> he must have skipped at least four or five times on the lake there and I I couldn't stop laughing I was a little concerned but I was also thought it was hilarious that's so awesome. that was a fun little memory that kind of popped into my head. So, is there
1: anything in your adult life now that compares to that same style of emotional response? Hmm. Oh, good question. Oh, I'm um, them today. I have literally a list beside me. They're awesome. You know, one thing
0: that I did like to do was one of my trips to Algonquin when we went a uh, three day camping trip. Um, and one thing that i did do we were like deep into the forest there and one morning i just decided to to jump to the lake and swim to this one random island in the middle of this mm-hmm. this lake in Algonquin and it's just so quiet so peaceful mm-hmm. and uh it just like you know it's kind of nerve wracking when you're swimming in this in this lake that you have no idea what's in there you know so uh Cryptoid. right Are but you, uh ufo could come up and <laughs> take would, you off. you know grab my ankle or something like that but no it was a it was a challenge and i hadn't pushed myself like that in a while and uh just like you know we we had days where it's just complete buckets of rain and all we were doing was just pushing through this like deep muddy trails and like every step you take
1: you know you're pulling out your boots and so it was a challenge but i enjoyed it that not that. like life though absolutely every life every you know cuz that that analogy you just popped in my head when you're trudging through life but you know, there's a goal again. You know, stuck it. in the mud, right? Yeah.
0: It's 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 treacherous at times, but all I had to do was, you know, focus on where I was going, and you know, I'm sweating. I like my coats are ripping. You know, I got packs are starting to leak and whatever. You know, but you still just keep going. That's
1: a great analogy for life. Yeah. That's you should it. put that in the T-shirt. Life it is like trudging through mud. Keep going.
0: Even though you get stuck every now and then, you lose a shoe. Just find it, put it
1: back on, and mm-hmm. keep going. Brilliant analogy. I don't know know how I turned that into an analogy. What's the favourite job you've ever held? Oh, my. Favourite
0: job I ever had. Well, you could
1: do the opposite. What's your least (laughs) favourite?
0: Least favourite or favourite.
1: No name shaming.
0: Okay, so here's the thing. I have had a vast amount of different types of jobs all like part-time and
1: just bits and pieces yeah
0: and you know one thing that I did do you know I find with when you do find jobs it's one thing to do a job just for the money it's another thing to to pick a job that you find that there's skills that you can
1: learn while you're there that can benefit you in the long run like stepping stone jobs I call them. so you just get there basically for like a microsecond just to learn that little skill and go right okay i've got what i need yeah time to move on yeah i love jobs cigar I, i've had plenty of that growing up as so
0: well. so two that i can think of one that i enjoy like obviously there's pros and cons the pr- one that i enjoyed that i i have no idea how i managed to land it but just through you know putting myself out there and talking to people that i didn't know at the time landing me this job you know I, I worked at uh some people might know it if they're from ontario or uh, Toronto I uh, was a product manager at the CNE for a while mm-hmm. so that is uh, you know it's millions of people that come through at the exhibition it's such place. a shame that
1: it's closed down now right I COVID shut that I down. I had
0: a feeling that was going to happen um, but anyway it, but it, it was essentially I what it was was I was the I was the provider of all the um, the concerts the casinos bunch of the booths at the location I was feeding hundreds of thousands of people and I'd never put myself in a situation like that before. So, you know, I had my own team. We had our, our carts. and We'd have to get to one point to the other point. Mm-hmm. You have to strategize about how you're, you know, so it was, it was a challenge. Yeah,
1: that's awesome. And I
0: liked it. I liked the challenge. Um, now, there's some things that I didn't quite like, but we don't have to go there. Um, but another job that I'd say was similar. Basically, Sam Rowdy customers. Carney Life. Carney. That was the other part. <laughs> oh. Carny Life is another okay. ballgame. <laughs> oh, okay. <hello>. Yeah. <laughs> Um, skipping on yeah so moving on I'd say another job that I found was interesting but um, the politics I didn't like Um, I was a warehouse manager at an HVAC company so -hmm. doing construction work Mm -hmm. so when I was there you know again I put myself in a situation that was very different than what I'm accustomed to Mm -hmm. you know me being in a field of service most of the time where I'm working with youth or mental health whatever it is um, I wanted to gain some skills yeah. So, you know, so I developed the ability to learn how to use excavators and bobcats and all these different types of machines. All the cool stuff. All the cool stuff. All the big boy toys. Did you did you make a bobcat wheelie?
1: A <laughs> s- bobcat wheelie? I've seen people do that. It's really funny. Anyway, yeah, you that's a total that. side note. This but is so- the way my brain thinks, guys. <laughs> I just go off and read tangents in my head. Yeah, but that's I, okay. But, no, it's not. It's not Sometimes like it's not. Okay? <laughs> this is one of them times.
0: So, yeah, so that part I loved, I liked that, that ability to, to try new things, it was just politics and some of the people there are not always the nicest.
1: Okay. But yeah. Interesting. Interesting, right? Saying that because this is a part of your past, right? hmm If you could go back right now to mm-hmm. your 17, 18-year-old self, okay. what piece of advice would you give yourself? Ooh. Um, These are great questions. That's an excellent question. I think
0: one thing that I would probably go back and tell myself is prepare yourself better for the real world and potentially learn more about business. Learn about how the world actually works and what it is that you want to do more of in the future.
1: Do you believe that school set you up that way? No. So you don't believe that the educational or the academic system is beneficial to people going out into the real world?
0: It depends on how you want to be. If you want to be an employee, Sure. If you want to create a business or, you know, do something more independent, I don't think it teaches you very well.
1: But is that not what business school's for? Mm,
0: you know, maybe, you go out and I, get
1: business management and all that stuff. The thing that I don't I don't understand I mean, is when I, I, I'm the a lot older than you, let's put that Yeah. On. I'm yeah. a lot older than you. Yeah. So back when I was in school, mm-hmm. we were taught like auto tech. We had to go out and we had to learn how to change spark plugs and do oil changes and yeah. change tires and, and all that. But, too, yeah. So, yeah. but that's a specialized class here True. whereas that's normal curriculum and then you had your home economics we had to learn to cook and sew
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, and then you would work in your IT but that's it was good. But it wasn't the way it is now. No, You at know, all. they're all specialized subjects now. Yeah. Whereas that some part You can of only take curriculum. one essentially Yeah. Most well, of the you, time. you had to take compulsory all of them in the UK. And I'm very blessed that I had a UK education because yeah. I believe that the, the scope of their education is a lot better. More well rounded. It's more well rounded for to put you out into society and go, you've got this. Yeah. And our support programmes are, you know, like for doing your taxes and your mm-hmm. numbers and all that stuff.
0: <laughs> they don't teach us anything like that here. Uh, and you don't learn anything saying. about taxes, in <laughs> Ontario me. or in Canada, like they don't. When it comes to business school, but they the teach everybody, the theoretics, yeah, but they ev- don't teach ev- you how everybody to
1: apply is demanded to do taxes and stuff. But yet, yeah, but nobody knows actually how to do it or what to look for or
0: you know what what key words mean or what percentages you need to know about. Like okay. none of that is is taught to you unless you go seek it out. Okay, and it's, so that's just, that's one thing. It's you know? just an inquiry. I think when you're 17, 18, eighteen, you're more so focused on Guardian. enjoying life. You know, what girl or boy or whoever it is that you want to go for. Mm-hmm. Um, just the drama and stuff like that. Or if you choose to go to college, then that's a whole other thing. So you're just kind of moving on to more school. The only thing you're I would really say to myself building. would be... I'd probably also say don't be so hard on yourself.
1: Yeah, I would say that the same as relax. You've got time. Yeah. It doesn't all have to be done before you're 20. Yeah. Take a chance. Mm. Relax. Enjoy your life. Take a risk. hmm you know, yeah, and that's the only thing I could honestly say that I would say to myself if I was back in that time, mm-hmm. all the years that I've spent panicking and full of stress. Mm-hmm. If I would just had patience, yeah, and took a breath and go, "You're going to be fine," I think I would have led uh, uh, about a quarter of the stress. Got it. That I would have because yeah. you have stresses, social narratives, family narratives, absolutely um, certain paradigms that you're you're sort of locked into by by default. Mm-hmm. But at the same time it's about breathing through it and I think that's the major that's the only thing I would say I would agree with what you said Mm -hmm. but I would add that to it
0: two things I want to say here two? only two? two so the first one would probably be finding better ways to cope and manage with things going on in life because I think when you're younger sometimes you pick not the best coping mechanisms and if you don't find better ones that becomes a habit as you get older yeah. So finding better ways of dealing with things Stress well. management. And the other you thing... I do not
1: think that that should be taught in school. Stress management.
0: Meditation, mindfulness. Well, I what. guess they're kind of starting to do that a little bit Yeah, but, bit you,
1: you know, when, when you think about it, mental illness mm-hmm. is one of the most looked-over aspects it's of so our healthcare. It's now, though. But it's, it's, it's like... It's everywhere. Everybody 8 out of 10 dead, people but. have some form of mental wellness. Absolutely. Or imbalance, I should say. Yeah. And I just think that, again, we're back down. And we're not dissing the school system because these teachers do a lot of hard work and they're not paid for a lot of it. And I know yep. that because I have a lot of friends who are teachers.
0: And sometimes it's not even their choice on what it is that they can teach. They're or the way that they can teach you, And them. they have to follow that and, you know, going against that. They, their Sheep job's grew. on the line. You know? Sheep root. Essentially, yeah, Sheep-rew. unfortunately. But the other question I had for you was... If I were to flip in and ask you those first two questions, what would it be for you? What do you mean? So what was the first question?
1: Uh, what do people most misunderstand about me? What do people f- misunderstand about me? They you, always Steve? say that I'm angry. <laughs>
0: no, I'm serious. I can see how they can misinterpret I'm a very,
1: I'm a very passionate person. Mm-hmm. When I'm passionate about something, I'm very out there, I'm very vocal about it. Yeah. But people misunderstand that passion for... How, anger. anger harshness or frustration like uh, if I'm getting passionate about something I tend to speak faster mm-hmm. and I also tend to speak louder mm-hmm. it's just something that's me expressing how I'm feeling in that moment and a lot of people go well why are you shouting but well, I'm actually not I'm just being passionate Yeah, and that's the most misunderstood the, uh, I can see that I the other aspect that that of that I'm just going to put a sub aspect to that is because I'm a very blunt person mm-hmm. And um, I've trained myself, <coughs> basically like the, the name of this podcast, to defluff everything, yeah. and be very direct. I don't believe in the pat the back scenario. I'm not here for comfort. I'm here mm-hmm. to get you to get you where you need to go. And because I'm very blunt, people think also that I can be very cold. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm I'm the cry behind closed-door sort of person. Scenes, yeah. I'm a very emotional person. I'm very fueled by emotion. Mm. I wear my heart on my sleeve.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But I never show that when I'm dealing with clients. It's like, I know your story is breaking my heart, but as a therapist, I have to tell you what you don't want to hear.
0: Yeah,
1: And that's a misunderstood part of me as well, where people think I'm cold, but I'm not.
0: Well expressed. I appreciate you sharing that. Well, I'm honest. So what would Brutely. be what would be one of your favorite childhood memories?
1: My favorite childhood memory would probably be going for a run. I didn't want to do with my dad before he got ill. Okay, it's a real weird one because um, I grew up in the north, yeah. very or north of Ireland, very rural place. Mm-hmm. Um, my mum's side of the family was extremely rural, but they had this hill. And this hill was about four kilometers long. Okay. And my dad was, at the time, he was in the military. He was a fitness instructor. He was a tank driver. He he, he was just one of them freaking... Hardy Hardy uh, Ireland uh, men. No, he was actually uh, English South African. Oh, okay. So he he was just Hardy. He was just one of them kids. I'm leaving the home at 17. I'm out of here. I'm going to join the military. And he did. But I remember when I was really young, that he said are you going to go for a run with me and I'm not a long distance runner I can sprint mm. well I used to be able to I'm too way too old for that shit now <laughs> but I used to be a sprint I couldn't run long distance but my dad says come on I'm going to drop you off at this T-junction I'm going to run to your grandmother's farm mm. and I went right mm-hmm. and it was one of the best feelings I ever got why because it was one of them times that was just me and my dad because mm. I had a big uh, you know I, had th- I have three brothers and a big sister Yeah. but he said come on let's do this and I ran with him and it was one of the best times after because it's about maybe a year later my dad was in a wheelchair mm-hmm. and it's one of the few times that you both got to do something active together got to do something active together cool. and he was an amazing man loved my dad awesome moody but he was a great guy yeah where are we why did that how did you flip that in me I had to do it <laughs> okay just wondered <laughs> oh right then I'll flip it right back <laughs> tell me the three most influential people in your life and oh, how no. they impacted you Oh, no. Oh, man, that's a hard question. Mm-hmm. Dang. Wow, <sighs> the silence is golden here, folks. I've never seen him think as hard in all my life. This is awesome. Oh, there's smoke. That must be his brain. Going that up. is it. Yeah, I'm <laughs> having a malfunction <laughs> <moment>. Meltdown! <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Uh... What about you, Stephen? Why do you always flip no, no Because I have
0: no idea. I, that's a, I was not expecting that. Three most influential people in my life. Yeah. Is it people that I know or people
1: that I've listened to or anything more specific? No, just people uh, who have influenced and how they've impacted you. Oh, man. Wow. I don't you. have see... definitely been an influence in my life. Have I? Oh, okay. I know. I don't know if it's for really the better or. No, I'm just that took a whole different angle, but that's fine. No, no. I, I listen. If I've um, been a negative influence on you, yeah, that's absolutely fine. I'm I can accept kidding. that because I'm that's your kidding. opinion, and your opinions don't matter. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I'm devastated in the corner, guys. Can <laughs> Holy invitation. Mac,
0: man! That was a that was a loaded question that I was not expecting. Um, three most influential people. I mean, this is a random one. I did really like. Uh, I like David Goggins. Mm-hmm. Really random, but I find. Um, just his his drive and all the uh the things that he's surpassed i don't know if anybody knows who david coggins is uh ex-military um but his story was phenomenal um phenomenal story you know went from being obese and mental health issues and all that to um doing buds training three times like nobody in history has ever done that before Mm -hmm. Uh, he's now an ultra marathon runner. Has broken tons of world records, um, and just has this get out there and go do it. A drive life, that drive for That drive, and you know, you, he calls it the inner, inner B word. Mm-hmm. I will put it out there, but yeah. it's like, there's that voice that always tells you not to do something. That voice yeah. that kind of tells you, you know, stay comfortable where you are and be okay with it. That's good. And it's that push through all that stuff. Push through it. Um, yeah. That was a big one. Um now I could add my parents my parents had some influence in my life in different ways. Um my mother definitely kind of opened up spirituality to me when I was younger. Um Yeah. Uh,
1: it's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. It's such a, a profound a really question. question. It makes you wow. but that's the whole thing. When 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 I'm punching these questions at you. It's to make you think about you. Absolutely. Because in our environment, we're so used to seeing that, reading it, analyzing it, and giving it out in an analogy or in a different Mm -hmm. perspective. But when you have to introspect, it's a whole lot different world.
0: And like, I don't know if those answers would be the same if I really had time to really sit there and process who has influenced me in my life the most. Yeah. You know, what about for you? Who would be three significant, People
1: that have influenced you in your life my father number one straight okay. up okay straight up um he's, he just he was that guy that you just know you could throw into any who wants to be a millionaire quiz show and he would have the knowledge mm. he had a knowledge bank that i wish i could have downloaded yeah um like my father's passed a long time now but he he inspired me yeah every single day I never told them. Mm-hmm. We fought like cats and dogs. Mm-hmm. We were very strong mentally, both of us. But intellectually, I always felt inferior to him. Because mm-hmm. no matter what I knew, he knew more.
0: Mm-hmm. And he
1: had that vibe about him. And he actually helped me coin the phrase that I use a lot, which is, you know, go Google that. Mm-hmm. So my dad said, go Google that. Mm-hmm. And I said, what do you mean? He says, well, if you doubt <laughs> me, go, go go Google it. That's what the kids are using these days. Yeah. No, I use it.
0: You know, it's so funny. Back in the day, um, when I used to go visit my mom and stepdad, they would always, my stepdad would always use these really big words. Mm -hmm. And my mom and stepdad would get into arguments about what the actual term was. Mm -hmm. So back in the day, before, you know, the internet really picked up, it used to be, go grab the dictionary and go find out what the definition is. Oh, yeah. And then over time, (laughs) yeah, over time, it turned into, go Google what that means, you know?
1: (laughs) It's weird. But yeah, my dad was number one. Absolutely. Awesome. um another person well my kids inspire me i have three boys mm-hmm. i newborn but uh lewis brandon and juice yeah. they inspire me they are a huge influence in my life it's like everything when when you become a parent everything you do mm-hmm. is linked to right is this going to affect them mm-hmm. so when you talk about influence it's, it's like not just it's just not it's effect. like cause and effect of that influence So it's just not, you know, how they've influenced me positively, but it's how they've shaped my, through influence, Mm. like having to be a parent, having to survive, having to give them the right morals, the right principles, how to be stoic doing that so Mm. you don't, um, you allow them to grow. So they've influenced my life a lot. Obviously, you know, you have your partners who obviously shape your life, but influence influence the decision aspect of it, Mm. you know, the boys have been huge in that. The other one that is, um, I would say, the, one of the key um, influential people who who forced me to become me mm-hmm. was a really old teacher I had. Hmm. His name was Colin, Colin McDonnell. He was a history teacher. Interesting. And I felt he was the only teacher that I had at that time. I think he's still teaching in the same school. Yeah, I think he's still teaching at the same school that I used to. Um, one that I, It was my high school, drum yeah. class high. But I say, he was the only person that really deeply inspired me. He was a history teacher. Okay. And I love history. And I, I love the facts behind history. Yeah. But there was just something about the way he approached it. He'd he, he done it with such passion. And it made me passionate about a subject that I really wasn't. Mm. I, wasn't I was never really good at history while I was at high school. Mm. It was only after I left... I started to appreciate it, and that's where his teachings come in. I think
0: that's, so, yeah, yeah. I, would,
1: I would say that it would be my dad, Mr. McCall, and my, my obviously my significant other, and my boys mm-hmm. would be the three most influential people in my life. Now, I've had plenty of people who have inspired me, I've had plenty of people who have been mentors, mm-hmm. but when we say direct influence, is the way I'm taking that question, those are the people that have directly influenced me the most cool and if you were talking about uh, teachers I think that's a
0: very good point like you might not be that passionate about something but if a teacher comes in with with passion or with a desire to teach you and kind of go above and beyond that can inspire people to yeah. to either learn more or want to learn more
1: he actually did uh, he was he was very analytical and logical <clears throat> and he, it, was, it was very facts figures and you know, this is the way it is. Mm. The good thing about him, and the bit that really did, you know, get me going the way I am today, is the fact that he looked through the fluff. Mm. You know, this is what history says, but this is what actually happened. And right. he had that mindset, and that's what inspired me to look at events differently, and even look at myself, and the way that I organized my life differently. Cool. Because, you know, there's there's many a different perspective and things. Like, i just... Since we're on the subject, and from that time to the person I am now is two completely different people. Mm-hmm. You know, my whole life has taken a upside down left and right, mm-hmm. and I've been called a fake, I've been called a liar, I've, I've been told so many weird shit about me. Yeah. But the, as they say, the facts the facts. I am who I am. Accept me or don't accept me. I don't Mm -hmm. care anymore. Mm -hmm. And that's one thing that old age, (laughs) as I say, has given me. Or I just don't care anymore. But I know the people who have drove, or driven me, Mm -hmm. to be the person I am today. Nice, Mm -hmm. cool. It's an interesting one. Mm -hmm. Now I'm gonna ask another question. What does your morning routine look like?
0: Ideally or reality? <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> bit of both.
1: Yeah. Um, Go for it. Whatever it is, it is. That's, that's not... Yeah. I, um, I have the worst daily hobbits ever. <laughs> we all do to some degree. No, no. Mine aren't to some degree.
0: <laughs> Specifically, I like to, um, if I'm having a good morning, say if I'm having a good morning. <laughs> okay. If I'm having a good morning, I'll wake up, I'll do a little bit of breath work. So I'll start with some breathing. Uh, kind of get an idea of what it is that I have set for myself in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll do a little bit of an exercise because i got a little exercise set up in my room. Um, so I'll just get the, the body moving a little bit. Uh, I'll have my shower. I like to shave my head. It's another thing I do. Um, trim my beard every now and then. Bob
1: the bald Buddha.
0: Yeah, it's been doing it since I was 16, man. Maybe it's is there like a reason a, behind it, though? You know what? When I first started it, I did have it as, it was a spiritual thing for me. Okay um, because you know I, I admired Buddhism but at the same time I like the idea of you know because people sometimes put a lot of emphasis on hair you know hair sometimes makes up a big identity for
1: people you know oh yeah um, and we could, we could go into a really weird sort of side <laughs> yeah. note there we could because you it's know what though, are, right? what are the common uh, constructs of feminine emotional traits as mm. if a female changes her hair colour or her style something big's happening in her life it's actually become a part point. of our paradigm true um, but for me which I, applies I to men too for the record just not saying good you know, it's not femininely based I'm not getting into all that gender stuff I'm just saying that's the <laughs> paradigm we don't make them the uh, star but it, like yeah. every time I change my hair I know I'm going through something
0: mm. yeah I know so for me it's just it's almost a a sign of discipline and kind of working, like kind of having that humbleness or humility to some degree. You know, not everybody likes it, but I do it anyways because that's what I like to do.
1: Well, so what's your biggest pet peeve then?
0: My biggest pet peeve? Oh, man. Um, I have a hard time when when people try to dictate how I should do something. So you have control oh, issues I have then? big control issues, yeah. That's Is that really an inferiority complex
1: bitch. or a control issue?
0: Um... I don't know how it would be an inferiority complex. Well, if you feel inferior, you usually rebel against control. Hmm. I wouldn't say it's that. i say it's just, you know, I've had a lot of... um, Growing up, I had a lot of people impose and tell me how I should be doing things or why I should be doing things. Never really having the voice to speak up for myself or Mm. do the things that I would like to do. So, so now you've built this sort of barrier so defense. I, a little bit. Okay. It might be a little bit of a barrier, but I find that... Well, boundary of would be a better term, no? A boundary was much better term. So it's more so about, you know, if I have goals or intentions for myself, those should be the highest, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It takes the highest part of seniority. And it's okay to listen to... The priority in your life? Yeah, it, yeah. It's okay to listen to what people have to say, but I found that... You know, when you let people have too much of an impact or influence on your own decisions, it can lead you in directions that, are not inherently where you're meant to be or where you want to
1: be. That's very fair. That's a good, fair point. You know, you can't take on the advice of other people. Absolutely. Um, Mm -hmm. You you can listen to it. You can analyze it. You can, you know, logically go through the the pros and cons of that advice. Mm -hmm. But essentially, it's your decision. Absolutely. And that's what a lot of people don't realize. That they have the power to say, no, I thank you for that piece of advice, but it doesn't mean I have to do it.
0: Yeah, and it's usually coming from, like, especially if it has to do with family or, you know, best friends or people that, you know, are important to you in your life. Sometimes you feel guilty for for going learn. against what exactly. it is that they want you to do. Yeah, I hear you. But that that's a part of developing your character and who you are as an individual is being you, able to put are, those barriers up. You are a Buddha. Paul, I do Buddha, what I can.
1: Buddha, a very spiritual guy <laughs> who doesn't like being controlled. People.
0: That's st- true. <laughs> <laughs>
1: what do you What do you think the world will look like in five years' time? Oof. That's a scary thought. That is a scary thought.
0: Zombies, aliens. Oh man. Cryptoids um,
1: running the land, people.
0: I think what's hap- I might get a little bit controversial, but this is my opinion.
1: Well, let us allow you're allowed to have your opinion. I think
0: right now what's happening is there's there's a massive divide in 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 how humans are going to develop and kind of grow in this next 5 years. You know, there's these techno technological advancements that right now that are happening and there's going to be people that are open to that and then are more interested give in me that. an a uh, you know So let's sh- say let's say uh, you know you have what's the term I'm looking for
1: we're we talking um, about this metaverse stuff and VR stuff Not only
0: met- metaverse is definitely a big one um, not to plug in Neuralink. Out. so neurolink right so oh yeah so you get a microchip put in your brain and you have access to the internet what i just heard is that um, for a Neuralink, is they want to have the Metaverse on the Neuralink. So at any point, you can basically plug into Metaverse and just almost be in like a like catatonic state where you just sit there and lie there and you're in a. That's a scary reality. thought. You know what it reminds me of? If anybody's seen it, I highly recommend you see it if you have it. It's very similar to what we can go towards in a dystopian ideology by Surrogates. Oh, yeah. With uh, Bruce Willis. Yep. That one is... That's yeah, a me that scary me. thought, but you can see how it, there's the potential for us to go in that direction where, you know, stay inside, avoid people, you know, wear your yeah, mask, don't come Yeah, I, I
1: can see that, but the other the and aspect... And you have the that, metaverse coming up, right? Yeah, yeah, but the other aspect of that is I have, I think I have a lot more faith in humanity than mm-hmm. some people right now, and I've seen it within our work where we are dealing with people who are about expanding their own consciousness and you know, not, not rebelling so per that, se.
0: Yeah. So that kind of brings me to my other point. Like that's more of the dystopian idea, but I think that there are people that realize the benefit and the importance of connection to others, connection to nature, connection to our environment and, and, and one another. Yeah. Right. And I think that that could be a part of that development. You know, there might be, there's obviously going to continue to be these massive technological advancements, but I I can see that there's also pockets of, groups of people that are advancing themselves spiritually or emotionally or psychologically where so uh, they're developing uh, here's a in spanner in the works
1: here's a spanner right in there okay to benefit all of humanity do you mm-hmm. believe in your opinion that it's better to be spiritually advancing or technologically advancing Ooh. there's benefits to both Is there, though?
0: I think there is, because, I mean... Like, what is the benefit of technology? There's, you know, as terrible as we can say technology... Yeah, technology can be... That's an abstract term. Exactly. So, you know, by
1: definition, technology is something that is using that technique to move forward, Mm -hmm. by definition. However... But if we're talking artificial intelligence. Exactly. Maybe that would be more specific. Yeah, well, that's what I'm trying to get. You know, is it an AI... push you know let's go to the whole terminator skynet scenario mm-hmm. or you know a spiritual push because i believe people in ancient times were a lot more spiritual but yet had a lot more adaptation of their own environment and their own energy
0: yeah and i think they, the the technologies that they developed was different than ours yeah but yeah sorry you were saying
1: no continue
0: that's all i just wanted to
1: You You wanted to clarify that, but you still haven't finished the point. So (laughs) you think that they were going to move forward as a spiritual Um, connection or as a collective, or are we going to be segregated? Because society right now is very, you know, pigeonholed. You know, you're labelled or you're ushered into certain pigeonholes and categories, whether through gender or expression or, you know, even... The, Not only the football that, teams, interest, hobbies—you know yeah, everything. Every,
0: everything is behavioral
1: tracking to some mm-hmm. degree, right? And that's that's what's scary. Yeah, you know how much is it is influenced, mm-hmm. and how much of it is your own influence, or how mm-hmm. much is is you know? S- how subliminal. much of it
0: is an algorithm? Exactly. You know, because we get caught in these algorithms, and then you—that's how you get pigeonholed in, right? It's with these these. Uh, uh, that,
1: do, do you want to know my answer for pet peeve? Mm. The labels. I hate labels, <laughs> with a passion. Mm. I hate labels. Yeah, because labels is what causes, uh, how would you say, a separation in mm-hmm.
0: people.
1: You know, you're male, so you're female, other... you're non-binary, you're this. Th- well, even in the gender race, uh, the gender discussion right now, there's what six hundred different genders. I couldn't keep up with it. Uh, it it's it's beyond, beyond my con. How talk- I, I can't even so I can't enough. even think about the different amounts of genders that are out there right now. But even at that. The definition of it was why do you have to put a label on it?
0: Or just, just be human beings, you know.
1: You, just be, yeah. You know, are you a therapist? Or are you a healer?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What's the difference?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Do what you got to do. I yeah. hate labels, that's my pet peeve. Just in case you didn't know, if you come <laughs> in here and if you ever come into this store, you ever come onto one of our lives, and you're going to flash out a terminology, you better know the roots of that terminology because I will question you on it. Mm. Because I don't like <laughs> labels. I don't like the definition. And here's my view why I don't like it. Mm. Because once you assign something a label, you assign that uh, item or that persona or that tag as having a specific energetic vibrational mm-hmm. uh, uh, emanation. Who and and in that moment, tonight? you can never get past that. Yep. You've set a boundary on that energy. So if you say, I'm a healer, that's all you'll ever be. You can't be a therapist. Because a healer and a therapist two different energies. True can't be the same thing yeah so if you call yourself a therapist you could therapize in a multitude of different healing modalities Mm -hmm. if you say i'm a life coach that's a life coach you can say that because that's all of life encompassed all genders all races all mixes everything is encompassed in that Mm -hmm. and the there is beneficials to certain labeling as to categorise it within which field of expertise you're working in. But these uh, subdivisional labels, no. Oh, it drives me insane. (laughs) You ever watch that uh, episode, The Family Guy? This cranks my gears. (laughs) That cranks my gears. Grinds my gears. Oh, same thing. (laughs) Potato, potato. See, again, correcting (laughs) labels. I rest my case. What other occupation would you like to try other than what you're in, like, right now?
0: Yeah, like I've said, I've been in quite a few different fields. Mm. Um, wow. There's a couple. Give me one. I'm, I'm curious. Wait, I don't want a couple. I asked for uh,
1: one. <laughs>
0: oh, man. See, See this, this is, is really the, random. But this is
1: the greatest <laughs> thing that I've ever done. Because you have it's, to understand, Bob the Buddha is always so, how would you say, prepared. Mentally, he's always prepared. He, he does breathing to prepare mentally. He does mindfulness. Uh, he does all these sort of micro little things. Yeah. And I, as I said at the start of this, um, I'm just going to throw something in his face. And I wanted to see how he would react. And now I'm like, this guy is stumped. He's, he's con- me. He's stumped. And I love this. Why? Because this is a you I don't usually see. I usually yeah. see the very mentally, energetically You're prepared person. And now I'm sitting going... Wow, when it actually comes to you being put in the spot, you're very backward. You're, Which could be a great question. You, are you extroverted or introverted? Hmm. Or are you a mixture of both? Which question do you want me to answer I first? Uh, <laughs> I would really like uh, the job one. The job one? Oh, man.
0: This is going to be a weird one, but there's reasons why I want to do it. So what you're saying, it's weird. I would like to do like almost like a, a, a fishery or something like that, where I am out at sea. Because I think I'm a little bit scared of the water. Wow!
1: And what is, I want to well, see right, how okay, I would react. Right, Let's get into that. What does water represent to you? Oh, I mean, water is essential to life. Yeah, but what does it represent? Uh,
0: because emotions, knowing that water, the unknown, uh, just so when I think of the ocean, mm-hmm. I think of how much is in that water that I can't see right there, percent not knowing what what can be near, what is to come, what is what's expected because when you if you're on a boat in the middle of an ocean and a storm hits you you are you're basically like what is you might not survive
1: you know so there's a risk to it there's a risk to going out through your door there's a risk to getting in the car there's a risk it's to kind getting of exciting in the <laughs> oh adrenaline and whether it,
0: yeah it might have a little bit of adrenaline thing in me too okay but yeah i think uh I think that would be a different one. I even would love to, you know, there's even like if I learned, this is kind of against the Buddhist way, but, you know, I do have an intrigue by the military or even doing like tree planting or um, you just want to building do a, a home. home. I want to do everything, man. That's the
1: issue. Is I There's so much that I want to do in like A good you know? job as you're young and you have plenty of time to do it. I hope so. <laughs> so are you an introvert or an extrovert? <laughs> <laughs> Just jump good from the good question
0: um, I have I definitely have some introvert or extrovert tendencies but I think in hindsight I, I might lean more towards introversion uh, I find I am very reflective I appreciate my time alone um, I love to go out to nature and you know just charge my batteries there and all that but at the same time I I need and enjoy company
1: Okay, Sorry. so you're kind of like me—an extroverted introvert. Yeah, in certain and why situations, I myself into just one. Yeah, so at uh, certain situations, parts of my persona. Mm-hmm. will you know, be like, around groups of people, love talking groups of people, love that social aspect. But when you take that away, mm-hmm. and that's not available, especially in the pandemic, mm-hmm. space, a lot of people suffered during this pandemic oh, because sure. they're used to that still social. Suffering. And still, yes, but you know, to a great degree. But we have this uh, this need for that social butterflyness, mm-hmm. and, you know, let's go out for drinks, let's go out. It didn't really affect me. Yeah. And I'm being honest, it I didn't hear, affect yeah. me in that way because I like my own company. I yeah. like being alone. I think that's I a, like, skill. It a skill. It is a skill. It is a real good skill. It, You know, you can be a part of society. You can aid in society. You can, you know, you can benefit society in many ways. Mm-hmm. But if society breaks down, Mm-hmm. Which is basically what we've had a little sneak preview mm-hmm. during the pandemic of what can happen when you know you're forced to segregate, you're forced to you know have this distance between different people. You're forced to deal to sit with yourself in yeah. your own head and your own thoughts, and that's where a lot of people haven't had that ability. True. And that's where I feel I have had a good skill set for that mm-hmm. because I've been able to cope really well. Mm-hmm. Now, Financially, same as every person else, everybody's. Struggling financially, they're struggling for you know multiple of very basic necessities, mm-hmm. and I understand that I'm in that boat. However, when it comes to the segregation of person, um, I'm very comfortable in my own body. I have no problem disappearing to the forest for Absolutely. two days and just and
0: being. And I don't know if it's a if it's a not being sexist, folks. Okay, but I don't know if it's like a, a a masculine thing to I I find. Finding ways to survive. Let's say you know when we talk about apocalyptic ways of doing things, mm-hmm. so finding ways to survive outside of our normal means of survival. I disagree with that statement completely. I find it fascinating
1: though. Like, but what I disagree. Us. I, it I, could be I, a human thing. You're right. Yeah, because I am. Um, That's a good point. My partner, way up there when it comes to that. Good point. Survivalist planning, apocalyptic mindset. You know, she, she she's borderline prepper. Yeah. <laughs> borderline. Nothing wrong with that. But well, she's she's develop certain skills True. that can help her in any situation. Mm. So I don't believe that that is a masculine-feminine thing. I think that's a personal mindset thing. And that's that's why I'm going to, dif- to I, that. That's why I'm going to disagree with the way that you worded that. Yeah. Because I... I, I disagree
0: I, with how I worded that too, so I, I kind
1: of... All right, so you retract you that about. statement, but you agree with the outcome. For it's the most a part,
0: but there might be a, a, a larger ratio of males to females that are interested in the prepping way of doing things.
1: Yeah, well... Um, Is that fair? Not really, no. Okay, fine. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I just don't want to label and pigeonhole that as being either a masculine or feminine trait. I'm just saying that it's a trait within certain people who who plan for the worst but expect the best. Okay, I'm cool with that. Good, I'm glad we agreed on something. (laughs) (laughs) What's one lesson you've learned up to this point in your life that you could teach another person? And know that it will be of benefit. Wow. There's a big home runner of a question right there. I'm watching him squirm again, guys. I'm going to have to edit out like hours of silence here. <laughs> because he's just sitting. And you should see him. I'm he's sitting beside me. Moment. I'll tell you what we'll do very shortly. If we get enough feedback from our podcast, we'll probably do a video one so you can see how he struggles. <laughs>
0: I've just taken a moment to process what you've asked me because I don't want to just jump into it. But that's an intuitive silly. answer. Okay, so what was the question again?
1: If you had one lesson that you could teach yeah, someone... got it. What would it, it be? Okay.
0: Um, again, it comes to that that area of following what is calling you and not being overly deterred from where it is that you wish to be in life. I'm so creating the boundaries for yourself where needed so that as you grow up you have the ability to say no when necessary and say yes when necessary. But I think it's important to be able to say no because I think a lot of people have an issue with people pleasing. Oh yeah. I think that's
1: a huge issue. And I In our field we have to do that. We have to please people to a certain degree.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: And not... Not crumble them so far low that we can't get them back up. So, yeah, people pleasing is a thing. But, yeah, that's a good piece of advice.
0: But learning how to set boundaries for yourself, I think, would be an important one. That's a good question.
1: I like that. Yeah. Good job. That's pretty good. See?
0: My silence isn't always for the worst. (laughs) Um,
1: What three movies or Mm. books could you recommend to our listeners and why? You mentioned okay. one earlier. Uh, I probably
0: did. Goggins, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has a great book out called Can't Hurt Me. That kind of goes through his story. Um, one that was extremely influential to me when I was in high school and kind of created a lot of ripples in the in the past couple of years. Uh, the newest one was apparently not very good. I haven't seen it, but I haven't heard very good reviews. But the Matrix series, I found that one was very interesting. Uh, it taught me a lot of neat lessons, um, mentally and whatnot. Uh, but I also find <clears throat> Wim Hof. Wim Hof is also very,
1: uh, very the powerful, and intelligent
0: man. Yeah, yeah the uh, a the ice man, as they say. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a he's quite a impressive fellow. Um, and what's another good movie that I liked? A movie or a book or a book. Um, Oh, there's another book that I really liked. Um, I think it's by Robert Moore. Um, it's called King, Warrior, Magician, Lover. And hmm. this one is about the four archetypes of the masculine psyche. Um, and it deals with the just the different aspects of what makes up a, a man's psychology. And it basically just talks about the... The diagrams that they create are triangular in shape, um, and then you have boy psychology, which then turns into man psychology. Um, And like you might have the Oedipus child, the divine child, Um, there's a couple of them there, but they all develop into these masculine psychologies. But what they do mention is the polarities. So there's the negative aspect of each archetype and the positive. Mm -hmm. And they talk about kind of finding that balance in order to develop further in your psychology as you go. So that one I thought was pretty neat for my
1: own personal development. Yeah, but the way you're talking about it's very inspiring. Yeah. Literally give me, I must read that.
0: It's an excellent book. I've read it at least three or four times. I can definitely lend it to you if you want. Absolutely. I'll take a lend of the book. Make sure you give it back. (laughs) So it's, it's recorded, so it's it's been noted. <laughs>
1: so, a couple more questions, and that's okay. it. I'll leave you alone after. That. All right, I'm starting good. to sweat here. <laughs> okay. Anyway, I haven't even got in. I could go really deep. I'm here, sure. you I'm being nice to you. Yeah. If there was one question that you would have liked me to ask, and I didn't, mm. how would you have answered it? That's a really mind leap say that again so if there's one question you'd wish that asked that i didn't how would you have answered it
0: well how can i answer if i don't know what the question was
1: no because when you get into an interview scenario bob just chill chill and listen it's getting revved up you're getting revved up here wim hoffett breathe it out thank you very much so, basically, when you get into this sort of interview scenario, you always have a question that pops up, oh, I hope he doesn't ask this, or mm. I hope he doesn't ask that, mm-hmm. and I know you'd probably had that, mm-hmm. so what is it, and how would you answer it? <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, man, that's just exposing me even more, but uh, I'd probably say, like, if you asked me what my weaknesses were, or whatever, I wouldn't hate to answer that question.
1: So, now I answer it. <laughs> I don't want to answer mm. it. So, what's your biggest weakness?
0: Ay, ay, aye. aye, aye. Um, my biggest weakness okay if I answer this you have to answer yours
1: okay deal, deal. okay I'm
0: dying okay uh, my biggest weakness I'd probably say is not always fully trusting in the, in the process um, kind of backtracking or doubting how things are unfolding mm-hmm. and questioning overanalyzing and
1: questioning things a very common weakness. Yeah, a very very that. common weakness. Yeah, mm-hmm. where you don't fully trust the universe or your guide or your spiritual or your faith or your yeah, intuition. Even it and sometimes and leads to self sabotage in the process. Uh, absolutely. Right? But
0: yeah, I'd say that's probably one of, one of a couple. <laughs> okay. <laughs> one of a couple weaknesses. <laughs> What's your question that you would have hated to answer? I thought I was going to answer the same one.
1: You could, but I'm kind of curious if you have one that you would hate to answer. No, because I have the questions here. And I, I only picked out a few out of like 70. Okay. I could have went a lot deeper. Okay, so what's your... My biggest weakness? Your biggest weakness. My self-esteem.
0: Mm.
1: I never think I'm good enough. Mm. That's why I put in so much work. So I work... Interesting. I will, I'm that sort of person who wants to work harder, mm-hmm. better, and more efficiently than any other person to prove to myself that I'm worth what I'm doing. And every time I do a therapy or every time I'm given advice, I literally could say every single word that i say Mm -hmm. back to my face Mm -hmm. and really need it Mm. i have a beautiful way of telling people what they need when they need it but i have a horrible way of telling myself Mm. and i have a horrible self-esteem issue
0: yeah
1: i don't i never think i'm good enough i hear you and that's that's my biggest weakness but it's also my biggest passion
0: yeah because and that's that's the funny thing is as you as you're saying you never feel like you're good enough or done enough but what it does in the process is it drives you to
1: propel yourself further than you may have done if you didn't think that yeah way. i'm definitely not a lazy person mindset or yeah. energetically or even in how i approach life
0: now the downside of that though if i were to say the downside is you might be too hard on yourself oh yeah you, i yeah. beat
1: myself down with a club every day
0: i have to pull you out sometimes you i know I've, to I've seen it, it. We do that for each other. Every so, now and then, right? <laughs> well, that's what that's absolutely what, that's that's what, what we family do. does,
1: right? We, we do that. We help each other out when we need it the most. Absolutely. Whether well, you like it or not, mm-hmm. you kick my butt, I kick yours. Yep. And then I polish your head. <laughs> it's all good. Anyway, so <laughs> if now me we just, we're, we're going to wrap this up. Okay? All right. I so fun. if you have two more questions, okay. One of them is one you have to think about, mm-hmm. and. I'm going to ask that, think Mm -hmm. about it, and then I'm going to ask you a question straight after it. All right. So number one, if you had a quote to define your life, what would it be? And the other question I'm going to put in is, if our listeners wanted to find out more about you as a person, where are you online? Mm -hmm. Are you on Instagram? Are you on Facebook? Do you want to give out a handle so people can reach out? Because some people will find the way that you spoke inspiring. Mm -hmm. and want to reach out to you. Mm -hmm. Where are you? How can they get in contact with you? Okay. Um, <laughs> the obvious place is through Shinewave. You can definitely find Shinewaves. We're Shine on TikTok or TikTok. We're on, yeah, TikTok. We're on uh, Podbean. We're on Spotify. We are on Facebook. We are on Instagram. Instagram. We're, on we're everywhere, guys.
0: Everywhere. everywhere.
1: And if you if you ever do want a message or you want to send us an email, uh, ShinewaveSpiritual at gmail mm-hmm. Just put it uh, for the attention of uh, Bob the Buddha. Yep.
0: And uh, But yeah, you can find me on Instagram at rjmetaphysics. Uh, you can find me on Facebook as well. Um, but yeah, I'm not on too, too much social media, to be honest with you. I probably It'd
1: be easier to go mind. through shy It would probably it's be easier to come through shy so, absolutely. So, now the big question. Um,
0: okay, so the quote. The big finish. It's not the fancy one, but uh, if at first you don't succeed, try, try again. It's a great quote. Yeah. Keep going. Just keep pushing, even though you might not see the results. We're right back away. to that right Molly thing. Time.
1: The what? The muddy boots thing.
0: Muddy boots, yeah, and I think that's one thing that I I I appreciate about myself. I find it's it's a valid trait is not giving up when most people would. That's awesome. I like to push through even though it sucks, even though there's pain there, or I don't see the outcome. I want to just keep going and see where I can take it because we only have theoretically we have you know this body and this life to to achieve whatever we choose to work unlimited potential and why why limit yourself when you can kind of put yourself out there and see what you actually can achieve great and I just that's great advice for any person even any young
1: person listen to that listen and And use them words
0: try just try absolutely because you know especially when you're young sometimes people will put you in your place or tell you you have to be this way or or, you can only achieve this or you can only do that you know get your 9 to 5 get a family and just that's it but there's so much more out there that we are capable of doing. Especially nowadays, there's so much that you can explore and learn and develop and go for it. Don't be afraid. Just don't hesitate. Just act on it and see where it takes you. Perfect. That is
1: absolutely perfect. That's 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 the sort of advice I give my kids.
0: Absolutely, and I think more no, don't people be need that. Don't be don't limited. Don't limit yourself. And don't worry. Don't worry if you don't, don't if you think you you're good at something. Life, that's
1: okay. Life, you're meant to feel absolutely you're meant to fail multiple times get good at failing so
0: that when you do succeed you prosper in it in the process because you're not at least learn a
1: lesson from it Mm. so if you fail learn your lesson why did that fail how did that go wrong next time get up try it again don't make the same mistakes
0: yeah that's a big one too is try not to make the same mistakes over and over again
1: definition of insanity
0: All right. (laughs) by definition Einstein right there
1: so I think that's it what about you
0: What's a good quote for you? A good quote for me? I just want to hear you because I know you're full of good quotes.
1: Uh, no, full of good expressions, but not good quotes. Mm-hmm. Um, no, one of the quotes that I live my life by is, um, I know I'm wise for I know I know nothing. Yeah, that's a big one. And it's basically meaning that to always stay humble. Yeah. Because no matter how much you know, there's somebody who knows more. Yeah. And when you, get to, when you think you know something, there's always a million different things out there. Yeah. So always stay, always stay humble enough to learn lessons at any stage of your life. Absolutely. Your, the newest people in your life can teach you the most lessons mm. because they're seeing you from a different perspective. Mm-hmm. Stay humble enough to accept that yeah. uh, and learn from every person and everything around you. Because every person is something to teach you if you listen. Good and I think, I think the baseline of that is w- when you put life into context if it's when you take that moment to breathe and listen, you learn more if you're always trying to defend your case if you're always trying to express yourself you're not learning mm-hmm. you're just kind of dictating the flow of the energy around you mm. so knowing that you don't know everything in this case, I know I'm wise for I know I know nothing allows you to sit back and go oh, this person's going to teach me something new today and that's yeah. my life lesson and I say that to my kids and I say that to the people I care about Yeah, learn something, just one thing new every day Mm -hmm. And that's a blessing. Mm -hmm. Because I know it sounds really weird. And there's another one. I'm just going to throw it in there. (laughs) it. Because it was a guy that... It was was a a YouTube video that I watched. And it was phenomenal. And it was this um, Marine General Mm -hmm. going through certain things um, that help you be a better person.
0: Okay.
1: And it's the first one that hit home with me.
0: Okay.
1: And... The expression is no matter what you do, before you start any day, make your bed.
0: How did I know you're going to bring that one up?
1: Because it's so profound. And people think that life's profound lessons are brought in these big, massive, different ways. Mm. And the most subtlest thing you can do is get up and make your bed. It's a little
0: victory. It's, it's
1: a little victory. And that's how he puts it I made my bed. Yeah. Number one, you have to get out of your bed. That yep. means you can't you can't lie in your emotion. You mm-hmm. have to be out of your bed. Mm-hmm. Number two, and the other part of it that I really love, is mm-hmm. that even if you have a crap day, mm-hmm. everybody loves getting into a nicely made bed. <laughs> yeah. So even if it's been a crap day, you can look forward to getting into that bed. Know that it's made. Know that you're ready to go. It's phenomenal. Yeah. So I know I am wise, for I know I know nothing. Mm-hmm. And always make your bed. Yeah. I can i can spiral into those two quotes
0: but i'd say those are great ones uh they work with
1: me yeah they work for me humble
0: humble one i think is important because yeah like no matter how much you learn it's almost like you're you're peeling layers off of this onion and you might know one part of it but as you get deeper into it you learn more um and i think for the the making your bed um it's the small goals if you can achieve one small goal you can create another small goal you know First, I have to make my bed. Boom, I did that. Gives you a small boost of confidence. Now i got to go make breakfast. Boom, you make breakfast. There's another achievement, you know? And these are little, fully min- little min- dopamine boosts that can really help you in the process.
1: Makes you feel like you've done something productive. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. So I think in the next one, we'll probably get the two girls in. Cool. And we'll grill them. <laughs> Don't tell them. Yeah. Even if you hear this, we'll go to grill you Girls. Because we have Mia, who's our... Uh, social media coordinator she's it. taken over all our social media and then we got a new girl in her name's Nicole mm-hmm. and Nicole's an energy therapist she's an RMT uh, she's a lovely little sprite of fresh energy around here uh, a yeah. much needed feminine energy I will say well, talented and, girl. Uh, very talented young girl and what we're going to do is we're going to bring them in and we'll grill them
0: are <laughs> we okay oh. we're going to do it we're going to get super serious and maybe we should like do we got to do some sort of, like intimidation tactics just to really Make sure you're mean, bro. I mean.
1: <laughs> you're mean, bro.
0: Like, we'll get suits on or something, maybe wear some sunglasses.
1: Oh, dude, go cool. make
0: it like super MIB, like? yeah. Like, get a suitcase, like, pull out the questions from the suitcase. Be like, listen,
1: well, we got a video of Questions this. for you, right? Now. <laughs> it's an interrogation, you know? <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll interrogate. So, yeah, we might actually put that in video, guys. Um, well, that's it. Till the next one we'll get the girls on Uh, we are going to be doing another couple of uh, podcasts in between we have a couple of subjects that came up within the store I think one was uh, ancient civilizations Mm -hmm. and uh, myths that we want to address the other thing that we wanted to address was I wanted to address if we do that ancient
0: one I want to address something that I so rudely brushed over in one of our last podcasts yes but we will
1: Uh, sort that out we'll sort that out in another one but yes. I'll, I'll, I'll our, put it out there for you. Are ancient know. gods aliens? That's a question that's the he, question di- that he I, dipped at, folks, and I didn't like that. Because I, I was I, like, this, that's a good question. I felt
0: bad after, yeah, because I was like, he asked me a pretty good question and I didn't answer.
1: But it's okay. We'll, we'll get it in the <laughs> we'll next We'll get one. into it, yeah. Absolutely. So, thanks for your time again, folks. Take care. Thank and you for listening. Now you know Rob. I'm a you know bit a little bit more.
0: I'm a little bit sweaty after answering those questions, but it's pretty good.
1: All <laughs> yeah, be good. All right, guys. Thanks, and have a great time, great Absolutely. day, great night, wherever Try you are. Um, and as I say, stay positive. Try and yeah. And do breathe. Your best and breathe. Ciao. Ciao.